welcome to It Starts With A Click. I'm Olivia Bossett, fashion photographer and educator, and this is a podcast for fashion photographers looking to build their business on their own terms. Surprise! I'm back with a bonus episode. I know I said that last week was the final episode of season three, but I got in touch with Ian, who is today's guest, Um, a week or so before the end of season three and I asked him if he wanted to be an episode guest an episode guest a guest on the podcast Um, and he said yes and he had some time to do it this week so I thought why not just do an extra one get a little bonus episode in there for you guys so here's episode 11 of season three Ian is a fashion photographer based in London he is very young and he's doing absolutely incredible stuff already at the own at the age of 22 he runs his own studio in London his work is absolutely beautiful and I discovered him on YouTube actually a couple of weeks ago when I was just browsing my recommended videos and a video of his popped up and it was beautiful his work is stunning he is extremely talented and is really generous in sharing his knowledge about shooting in studio particularly as well as the industry so I really hope you enjoy listening to today's episode as always I'm going to say a little reminder that if you haven't already signed up and downloaded my free pitching template on my website you can do so over at oliviabossarteducation.com it is entirely free it is the words I used exactly to pitch myself to brands and will help you find the words to say when you don't know what to say and you're trying to pitch yourself with that said thank you so much once again for listening to season three I really hope you've enjoyed it and I really hope you enjoy this episode with Ian hi Ian hiya how are you I'm not too bad thanks how are you doing I'm really good thank you so much for doing this thanks for having me I'm so excited so for anyone who doesn't know you can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into photography Um, My name is Ian Hippolyte. I'm a photographer, fashion photographer based in London. Um, I got into photography um, mainly because I wanted to be a film director, actually. Um, Oh, right. I went to college or sixth form um, and I sort of did film and media production. So it was a bit of Mm -hmm. like a mixed media kind of course, but it didn't really include a lot of photography in there. Uh Um, But I just started, me and my friend, I said to her, actually, oh, can you take a picture of me? And she took a picture of me and then from from there we were like, okay, let's meet up on the weekend and let's go and let's plan our outfits and then let's take pictures of each other just for Instagram, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so we kept doing that and then eventually I sort of started to do a bit more research into it and started looking at um, watching YouTube videos and found mm-hmm. out about model agencies and testing with models and stuff like that. And it kind of just went from, from there. And then I, as I sort of posted that onto Instagram, people started taking interest and inquiring about shooting with me and things like that. So then it just kind of naturally developed as like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. This is what I want to pursue. Um, Because I was interested in film, but I was never really interested in long sort of feature length films. It was more sort of, um, more sort of like short things like music videos and adverts, just visual, Mm. just stuff that was kind of visually appealing. So yeah, that's kind of how I fell into photography and specifically fashion as well amazing and you 
primarily shoot in studio. I know that you have your own studio as well, so we'll talk yeah. about that in a bit. But um, how did you learn so much about studio photography? Because your work is so, so, so good. And you, you like, I feel like you've really recently become a photographer and it's like you've got the skills of someone who's been doing this for such a long time <laughs> oh wow thank you I mean yeah I've been sort of working as a sort of as a photographer for around four years mm-hmm. um but I sort of I did start start shooting more outdoor stuff just on the streets like when I was sort of test shooting and things like that mm-hmm. I would just kind of go to a random street and start shooting but a lot of the photographers that I were in, I was inspired by were kind of like the Vogue type photographers, like people mm-hmm. like um, Matt and Marcus, Stephen Mizell, yeah. um, photographers like that. So to get that kind of look, I had to move into the studio. So um, yeah, I think my first studio shoot was in 2017. Um, and the way I actually learned a lot of stuff about studio was from watching some YouTube videos, but mm-hmm. also through just looking at other photos, looking at photographers that I admired and just studying their photos yeah and also just trying to do a bit of digging to try and find maybe a short behind the scenes clip or a behind the scenes photo and then I can look at the lighting and sort of say okay that's there that must be doing that and Mm -hmm. so just kind of really just piecing it together just observing and learning from that really um so yeah that's kind of how I kind of got into the studio stuff amazing and then when you were watching youtube videos whose Mm. videos were you watching because i know that there'll be people who are like really curious to study more as well um when i was just beginning it was people like um jessica kobasi was a big one for me she was one of my favorites um Mm -hmm. anita sadowska is really Mm -hmm. good as well and she did a lot more studio work as well so i learned some stuff from her um yeah they're the only two that can sort of come to mind as well there were other sort of yeah. There's a photographer called Clay Cook as well, who mm-hmm. he, he does a lot of um, studio work. So I learned a lot of lighting stuff from him. So, nice. yeah, mainly them. Yeah. I love that. It's like I think that a lot of people are very intimidated by shooting studio because mm. lights can feel really scary. I know that when I first walked into a studio, I went to uni to study. Yeah. And I had absolutely no idea how any of it worked. And even after leaving uni I was still quite intimidated and I'm probably still quite intimidated to be completely honest with you Mm. but um I think that there is just so much available on the internet now from both yourself and others that it's almost like we've got no excuse to not try and learn everything and Mm. I think that some people pigeonhole themselves into I'm a natural light photographer because they're too scared to try so it's so inspiring to hear that you were like no I really want to shoot like those are the kinds of people I'm inspired by I'm gonna figure it out (laughs) yeah that's really kind of what it was I mean in terms of it being intimidating I mean once you sort of understand how light works it's Mm -hmm. it becomes a lot like you just have to really simplify it down to okay it's just light it's the same as the sun like you just apply the same principles you do to sort of natural light stuff to studio yeah. stuff and it's literally it's kind of exactly the same yeah I think I personally got intimidated when I was starting out by all the numbers mm. it was like oh my god so it's it's controlled by the shut the aperture and like the shutter speed and that effect yeah. and I was just like oh my god there's all these numbers throwing them around mm. but like you said once you just look at what the light's doing and then you can figure out the numbers you can like play around with your camera just the way that we all learn 
how to shoot manually in the first place. You don't Mm. know how it's going to work. So I think the best advice is just to literally just get out there and shoot. Yeah, just, and I mean, especially if you're shooting digital, which most people probably are. Yeah. I mean, that is so much easier now to learn because you do have that kind of trial and error. Whereas mm-hmm. with film, like it's costing you money every time you press the shutter, so oh, you can't really play around as much. Um, but yeah, definitely digital. Just just play around with it, and you, you'll figure it out. Mm. <laughs> basically, what would you say is your like go-to setup if you have one? Um, in terms of lighting, yeah. Sorry, <clears throat> um, I don't. I don't know. I kind of play around. It, it depends on depends on what and who I'm shooting, because obviously mm-hmm. not all light is might look the same on different people or be as flattering on different people and also depends whether it's commercial or editorial but I tend to enjoy lighting from above Mm -hmm. especially with fashion and with um really more like eccentric pieces because I just kind of feel like it it just highlights the clothes a bit differently when you Mm -hmm. kind of have them your key light from above um yeah and I enjoy playing around with gels sometimes Mm. yeah but mainly lighting from above um Yeah, that's that's. If like anyone is listening and doesn't know what a key light is, would you mind explaining that? So your key light is sort of your main light source within the image. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll have a key light, which is your main light, and then you'll have a fill light, which kind of just you might add in to reduce the depth of the shadows. So mm-hmm. just kind of fill in the image a little bit and. Yeah, and yeah, often they're used on like hairlines and stuff as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, so yeah, amazing. And if you could have one piece of kit for your studio, what would it be? Oh, um, one piece of kit. That's hard. What kind of? <laughs> I, I'm a person that I'm not like a massive person that focuses on like gear, like Me like neither. that. But because I shoot studio. I do often have a lot of things that I carry around. Or even if I'm shooting on location, like I bring my yeah. whole studio onto location. Oh my God. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to say one piece of kit. Um, I'll give you two then. Okay. Um, <laughs> give me um, just a strobe. It doesn't really matter what strobe, but I tend to use Profoto strobes. Um, mm-hmm. I go on about them all the time. People think it's like sponsored, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, give me like a Profoto strobe and a 24 to 70 lens and that I'll be good and you're good amazing yeah. <laughs> that's that's really cool I love that um speaking of studios we mentioned before that you actually run your own photo studio yes which is amazing can I ask you how old you are I'm 22 yeah you're really young <laughs> and you have your own photo studio that's amazing oh, how did that come about and why did you end up opening your own yes yeah, so it was around I don't know, I was kind of toying with the idea last year Mm -hmm. um, because I was booking studios regularly just to, as I'm shooting to sort of build portfolio and things. Yeah. And I wanted to get more studio experience. I'll be booking studios and often paying like an hourly rate. Yeah, so Um, expensive. Yeah, somewhere between like 25 and 40 pounds an hour in London for like a good kind of infinity cove type studio. And um, yeah, it just became a thing where I just want to do a shoot quickly, like random, like let's say I want to shoot next week. Mm-hmm. It's it became quite difficult for me to sort of outlay that cost and also have yeah. such a restriction in terms of okay you've got six or eight hours to to do what you need to do you've got to get in get mm-hmm. out um, so I just wanted a bit more freedom a bit more flexibility so um, yeah this this year March um, 
I found a studio space that would work for mm -hmm. me. Uh, quite a small space, but it's, it's still a decent size. Yeah. And I decided, okay, cool, this is a good space for me. Nice high ceilings and everything. I can build a cove in here, infinity mm -hmm. wall. Um, so yeah, I just sort of went for it. Um, and then obviously straight after, literally the week after I opened, COVID, and oh, no. <laughs> I couldn't shoot anything. No one else could come in. Um, oh. But yeah, it's getting better now. It's okay. <laughs> it's getting oh, a good. better now. Cool. I'll have to come and take a look and like rent it for the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how did you actually like go from thinking I want to own a studio or like run a studio to doing it? Like the, I can't even begin to imagine mm. the research process that that would have taken because it's not something that I plan on doing myself. Yeah. But I like, can you just walk through the steps you had to take to actually find a space and then make it? <laughs> yeah, so I did a lot of digging, a lot of digging online, trying to sort of find buildings um or like just yeah spaces that I can work from it was really mm -hmm. difficult to find somewhere in London that was in a good location that people could mm -hmm. travel to like sort of near the tube or yeah. near some good sort of transport and everything um so I was sort of looking around for more like there's a lot of there's this new thing at the moment with a lot of like artist spaces where they sort of have different creatives in one building and that, yes. that sort of thing so I was mainly looking around for those and it was very limited but I did end up finding somewhere um, and the first place that I found, I went and viewed it and I was like, yeah, it's, it's perfect. Um, the main thing I was looking for was like high ceilings because in terms of yeah. lighting, you really need to have that kind of space to, to play around and, yeah. and you don't want the light bouncing off your walls and your ceilings and everything. So yeah, um, that was the main criteria, just a, a decent sized space, high ceilings. And then from there, it was, I just dove, dove straight into it and, um, started planning okay I want I want an infinity wall how am I going to get that <laughs> built got some really extortionate quotes for those and kind of I thought bet. that <laughs> I was like oh my gosh I can't do it anymore like I've already committed to this building to this space <laughs> and now the wall's too expensive and then I had to try and find someone to do that uh, but it all worked out in the end <laughs> amazing and I assume you're obviously renting it out to others as well so other people can yes. come to your studio yeah that was a big thing for me especially that's why I, I needed the location to be sort of a accessible location because I wanted to also rent it out to other people to use other photographers and things like that mm -hmm. for, for their work um so yeah that was really important to me and obviously that was something that I factored into the business side of it and that yeah okay I'm investing in this space I'm not going to be using it all the time so I need to be able to sort of rent it out to other people as well amazing and do you want to give it a little plug right now so people can like look it up and know <laughs> yeah, where to go sure. it's called ding studios um, and we're in greenwich in southeast london amazing cool yeah. that's really handy to know about um <laughs> thank you <laughs> um so i wanted to chat to you about your youtube channel as well because yeah. your channel i found it i want to say like a couple of weeks ago i just completely stumbled on a, one of your videos it was the mm. one of your model sonia Yes. who is in her like red yeah. piece of fabric I feel like yeah. that's your most like viral video <laughs> um yeah. and I was just binge watching all your videos because you're so good a oh, you're such you. a good photographer and b you're such a good like on on camera you're just so interesting and fascinating to learn from and I, I think you're really really amazing on oh, camera thank you. Thank you so um much. what's the goal for YouTube YouTube 
yeah, YouTube is good fun. Um, I like, I've always liked sort of documenting my work. I've always wanted mm -hmm. to film behind the scenes just because, I don't know, I just think it'll be cool to look back at in, in years to come. Mm -hmm. um, but with YouTube, I just really, yeah, I wanted to document the process and I just wanted to sort of post it out. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, people started really responding to it and it started sort of really growing quite quick because I did actually post on YouTube a few years ago. I started... I had like one video from 2017. It was one of my early studio shoots and that actually mm -hmm. did quite well. And I've been wanting to come back for a few years. And then this year I decided, okay, um, yeah, I've got the time, especially because I started during lockdown. So I was like, okay, I've got the time to actually edit some of the footage I filmed. Yeah, and let's that's so nicely edited as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so let's just put it out and um, sort of see what happens. So yeah, just I, I'm just sort of going along with the flow at the moment, just sort of posting mainly behind the scenes is what I really want to post, but also just mm -hmm. talking about talking about photography and everything. Um, but since everyone's been responding to it so well, people want to learn more and, and that sort of thing. Um, but I don't really see myself as like a teacher or an educator in that way. I kind of just like to post it and people can watch it and sort of observe it and sort of learn from it how I, I learned from a lot of people as well. So um, yeah, yeah there's, there's no real sort of end goal with it. It's just more kind of documenting what I'm doing and putting out for other people to hopefully enjoy as well yeah no it's it's grown really fast like your numbers have grown really really quickly yeah it has we so it's really inspiring <laughs> <laughs> and you know I think it could definitely lead to work because you're basically sharing your expertise as an amazing photographer online getting loads of traffic for it and that from a like a marketing point of view as a photographer mm. it's not stupid like it's quite clever to be able to market yourself and be like hey you can literally watch how good I am on YouTube <laughs> yeah I, th I think it, it yeah that's actually a good point I think it does kind of have that effect as well one because people can see a bit of my personality as well so they can kind of yeah. if someone did want to have me photograph something for them they kind of mm -hmm. feel like they kind of already know me a little bit. Yeah. Also, um, people, I find that people who aren't necessarily photographers themselves can really appreciate a photograph more if they see how it was taken. Oh, so I've, so had right. that, I've had that response from a lot of people like, oh, I didn't know so much went into it. And then they kind of yeah. appreciate what you do a bit more. And you can sort of, when it comes to rates and stuff, they're like, you're not really questioning it as much because they can see how much effort you put in and how much technical skill and everything is is involved yeah. so yeah I think I think that is a good point that it does help with marketing a little yeah, bit I hadn't well. I hadn't thought about like that from a perspective of someone who doesn't know anything about mm. photography like I think we forget because to me it's so easy now like I've been doing this for such a long time that it feels so second nature to me that a camera is almost just an addition to my body yeah so I forget that to if I was to hand a DSLR to someone who doesn't know how to use one, they'd be like, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea how this works, mm. let alone lighting a set. So you're right. It's it's definitely a good way to be like, hey, look how hard this is. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, definitely. Um, in terms of getting clients and like getting hired, mm. the question everyone always has is like, how do I get work? So yeah. I'd love to ask you how you get your work. It's a struggle. Like, I'm not going to lie, a lot of people, yeah. Um, it's always a struggle. It's, it's a struggle. Um, and actually, you know, I've been shooting for four years, as I said, and it's only really this year that I feel like things have really picked up, which is mm -hmm. strange, especially where, with everything that's been going on this year. Um, mm -hmm. 
I think at the moment, um, Instagram definitely, and、mm-hmm. that yeah, Instagram definitely really helps.、Um, YouTube now as well for sure, and mainly word of mouth as well. That's always、yeah. I think word of mouth is always like the best. It is best、yeah. form of marketing because it's coming from that kind of trust. It's got some trust in it. It's like I've worked with him; he's good.、Um, you should book him, kind of thing. So,、mm-hmm. yeah, definitely word of mouth as well. I'm trying to think of anything else. No, I don't. Do I you don't have any tips、so. for Instagram? Um, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram. I mean, yeah, Instagram is a struggle. Sometimes even I, you know, post something and it just doesn't get any reception, and you kind of just have to think,、yeah. it's not your fault. It's literally just because no one's seen it because they haven't shown、yeah. it to anyone. <laughs> so、yeah. the first, my first tip with Instagram is don't worry about trying to beat the algorithm or anything like that.、Mm-hmm. Um, I just think you have to be consistent with it.、Um, yeah. You just have to post regularly, and in、mm-hmm. terms of creating like a cohesive feed, I guess. I mean, I、yeah. I still struggle with that to be honest, but I do use sort of feed planner apps, which really help. Yeah.、Um, yeah. And yeah, just think. I guess thinking about. I don't know. There's two ways to it. You can either sort of post it like, "Oh, this is my art. I'm going to post what I want," which works、yeah. for some people. But then also, some people prefer to think about, "Okay, what does my who's my ideal client? What、yeah. do they want to see? I should post、yeah. stuff like that so that if I get in contact with them, they can see." That I, you know, I'm a good fit for them,、um, yeah. which I think is something you mentioned in one of your podcasts as well.、Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I think there's kind of two ways to it,、um, but yeah, it, it works for different people. I I actually,、yeah. it's hard to get your head around it. I'm I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> I think the moral of the story is do whatever works for you. <laughs>、mm. Yes, I guess so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's what I always tell people. Like you can, you can read all the strategy. You can listen to all the podcasts. You can watch all the YouTube videos with all the different tips and strategies on how to do things. But at the end of the day, it comes down to what you enjoy、yeah. and what you're going to do consistently. Because you said the word consistent at the start, and you're absolutely、yes. right. Like the most important thing is to just pick something and do it consistently. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I have a question. Have you ventured into TikTok yet? I haven't. I haven't.、Um, I'm not opposed to it. I'm just not sure what kind of content I would put on there. I see a lot of people、mm-hmm. kind of do that kind of, you know, show the setup and then show the result type thing. But I don't know if that would really、yeah. work for me in because of my style.、Yeah. Um, but no, I, I haven't. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I could. Again, I think if I did, it would just be kind of documenting, just like、yeah. a mini mini YouTube video type thing that I normally yeah. do. Um, well, now we've got reels as well, so we've、yeah. got to do it on like both things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like I, it's funny because I was using I I've made a decision to post like a, as much as possible to TikTok throughout June and July this year,、mm. and it's crazy. It does grow really, really fast.、Mm. But、um, the moment Instagram came out with reels, I was like, oh no, now I have to do even more. Yeah. So I've I've gone the opposite way and I've done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like that sometimes. So sometimes it can be so overwhelming of social media to sort of keep up so... with all the latest things that are going on.、Um, but with TikTok, I'm not sure. There is a lot of growth in TikTok、um, because I think of the way their sort of algorithm works and their kind of for you for you page type thing works. I think、yes. it's it's really good at finding out what you like. 
Um, yeah. But then I think some some people have sort of struggled with transferring their TikTok following over yeah. to other platforms. So I'm yeah. not really sure. Yeah, I haven't fully ventured into it yet, but I've heard yeah. that's been a bit difficult for some people. Yeah, it's definitely, I think it's it's something to watch and it's something that I'm watching closely and paying attention to and just not discounting, but also not putting all my eggs into its basket because mm. I think that it's too easy to get swept away with, oh, it's the next big thing, but then actually yeah. Instagram came out with reels and that could be the thing that just blows out the water. So who yeah, knows I mean, what's going to happen. happen with, um... We saw it happen with Snapchat and Instagram. So, mm -hmm. yeah, who knows? I mean, obviously, there's also some uncertainty around TikTok and whether it's getting banned and stuff like that in the US <laughs> and all that. So I think that would have a big effect on on whether it survives and, you know, what happens with reels and everything. So, yeah, yeah. it's just one to watch, really. Um, what goals do you have for your career going forward because you are so young you've got like your whole life ahead of you and I say that like I'm making myself sound like I'm an old woman I'm not <laughs> I'm like five years older than you so I'm not that much older but like what are your goals um goals I think I I just really want to work within well actually my main goal is to work with people who I'm inspired by so mm -hmm. that could be um models talent you know um, actors musicians they're the that's my real goal is to sort of work with people who I'm inspired by okay. um, and also move more into the um, high fashion space of course you know big goal of mine is to shoot for Vogue um, mm. shoot with some of these sort of um, fashion houses and things work on advertising campaigns mm -hmm. so yeah I guess that kind of old school fashion you... photography do you have any favorite brands that you'd love to shoot for? Oh, uh, let me think. I I love um, Saint Laurent. I love to shoot for Saint Laurent. Yeah. Um, I'm really inspired by like the old. I mean, Gucci has changed now um, with yeah. their sort of creative direction, but I love that kind of old early two thousands Gucci when Tom Ford was the creative director there. Um, mm -hmm. So I mean, if they ever went back in that direction, I'd love to sort of do that. Um, yeah aiming high i like it aim, yes aiming high always <laughs> always aim high where do you find your models and your talent that you're inspired by um sometimes just randomly on instagram um i just mm -hmm. sort of come across someone i mean i think sonia has been a big one for me um if, if anyone's yeah. you know seen my instagram or my channel they know sonia very well she's like world famous <laughs> at the moment um so yeah I just found her randomly on Instagram and sort of we built a good working relationship yeah sometimes I just contact agencies and I say do you know have you have you got any you know um girls available to shoot with and they'll send me some people and then I'll find someone that's really good and I'll work with them a couple of times so yeah mainly just randomly on Instagram or through model agencies amazing yeah because that's one of the questions I get the most is how do I find models I don't know where to find models and yeah. it really doesn't it, I think people overcomplicate it or make it feel like it's a bigger thing than it is but mm. you can find great models just by going on a hashtag on Instagram it's yeah, it can true. be really simple and I yeah. think that it's I, as much as I do think that if you want to elevate your portfolio, working with agency models is really important. Mm. It's not the be all and end all. Like I've built a whole career from Cornwall working with girls who live in the area and who are definitely yeah. not agency signed. So it's completely doable. Yeah, there are a lot. Definitely. There are a lot of people 
that you can just easily find on social media. But if you did want to work for agency models, it's not as difficult as it sounds. No. Um, I mean, some agencies can be difficult to work with, like they might not respond. Some of the bigger agencies, mm-hmm. um, are they not? They don't send girls out for tests or guys um, as much as some of the smaller agencies do. But yes, even if yes, you can definitely find. You can definitely find people on Instagram or work with smaller model agencies as well. Yeah, I think with the model agencies, it's about building your relationships over time. Like it's, mm. it's. I think it's not expecting that you're going to waltz straight into Premiere or Models One yeah. and know that you're going to get sent models. Like it's, it can happen, but it's quite difficult. So starting with some of the smaller, more boutique agencies, building up your skills and your talent and your reputation yeah. a little bit, and then just continuously going back to the big agencies until they finally say yes. Sorry, one second. Yep, sorry, sorry about that. All right. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree with you there. Um, so yeah, it took me a little while to sort of build up relationships with some of my agencies I work with, and now they just send me people randomly, and I can sort of pick and choose whether I want to, whether I'm working with them or not. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the best place to be, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Where can everyone keep in touch with you? Um, over on Instagram at Ian Hippo. Everything is all my yeah, all my social media is just at Ian Hippo. Amazing, and I will of course be adding all the links to everything in the show notes so they can come and find you on your YouTube channel, which I highly recommend everyone go and subscribe to and watch and learn from. The videos are amazing, and then follow you on Instagram as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on.